0: scripture lesson today is from Luke chapter 1 verses 10 through 14 and then verses 18 through 20. That's Luke chapter 1 verses 10 through 14 and then verses 8 through 20. Uh, Those verses are printed in your bulletin. Uh, When you find them in your bulletins or your very own Bible, just say amen. Amen. And I will be reading from the New Living Translation. One day Zechariah was serving God in the temple. Whose order was on duty that day. As was the custom of the priest, he was chosen by Lot to enter the sanctuary of the Lord and burn incense. While the incense was burning, a great crowd stood outside praying. While Zechariah was in the sanctuary, an angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing to the right of the incense, Zechariah was shaken and overwhelmed with fear when he saw him. But the angel said, do not be afraid, Zechariah. God has heard your prayer. Your wife Elizabeth will give you a son and you will name him John. You will have great joy and gladness. And many will rejoice at his birth. For while he will be great in the eyes of the Lord, for he will be great in the eyes of the Lord. Zechariah said to the angel, how can I be sure this will happen? I'm an old man now, and my wife is also well along in years. Then the angel said, I'm Gabriel. I stand in the very presence of God. It was he who sent me to bring you this good news. But now, since you didn't believe what i said you will be silent and unable to speak until the child is born for my words will certainly be fulfilled at that proper time there is a word from the lord today and i'm honored to share it with you with a teaching from luke chapter 1 verses 8 uh, uh, 15 and verses 18 to 20 and the sermon I have entitled "Hope in the Time of Desperation Hope in the Time of Desperation Pray with me please Father, please let the words of my mouth the meditations of my heart let them be acceptable in your sight and it's in your son Jesus' name that we pray let us all say Amen. 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 I don't feel no waste time I've come too far from where I've started from Nobody told me the road would be easy Oh, I don't believe you brought me this far. Believe me. Amen. I know I don't sing that as well as, as the choir would, and I thank the choir for all of your singing today. But no one told us, no one told us that the road would be easy, that there would be setbacks there will be disappointments. And there will be disruptions in our lives. Now, a disruption is defined as something which interrupts an event, or an activity, or a process. Disruptions, big and small, happen all the time. My two-year-old grandson whose name is Henry, Henry Jackson Bland, who we love to call Jack, brings all kinds of destructions and disruptions to his four sisters. If you drive in Metro Atlanta anytime, you will have all kinds of what? Disruptions. COVID-19 was and still is a disruption. Think of all the disruptions that COVID-19 has caused the church. We had to close the doors for a while, right? We had to worship outside for a while, right? And we've had to serve communion in a different way. Nobody told me that the road would be easy for in this life there are setbacks there are disappointments and there are disruptions now I'll be honest with you not all disruptions are bad not all disruptions are bad in fact you can think that a blessing is a divine disruption a blessing is a divine disruption I want you to consider what happened to brother Brown a few weeks ago now let me see if I got the story right uh, Sister Brown told Brother Brown, go to Captain D's and go get some lunch for us. Brother Brown left the house, as he, he, he does, and went on to Captain D's, went there, ordered his food, getting ready to pay, and he found out he didn't have his wallet. He didn't have any money. And then some guy heard all of that, pulled out his wallet, pulled off his money, and said, I got it. That's a blessing, but it's also a disruption because it disrupted what was getting ready to happen because Brother Brown was going to have to go home and tell Sister Brown, I ain't got no food for you. So a disruption can be a blessing. And I submit to you that the birth of Jesus is the biggest blessing and the biggest divine disruption that the world has ever known. Galatians chapter 4, verse 4 through 8 says, But when the right time came, God sent his son, born of a woman, subject to the law. God sent him to buy freedom for us who were slaves to the law, so that he could adopt us as his very own children and because we are his children God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts prompting us to call out Abba Father now you're no longer a slave but you're God's own child and since you are his child God has made you his heir so that you may have hope Jesus The divine son of God became human, and he caused some interruptions. Born in the humblest of conditions, a manger because there was what? No room at the end. Teaching God's covenant to a, teaching God's new covenant, I should say, to a skeptical population, and even more to skeptical disciples dealing with the Pharisees and the teachers of religious law who were so fearful of the gospel and the disruption that it would cause, they had him killed. Now Jesus did all of this while traveling, performing miracles, bringing sight to the blind, healing the sick, raising the dead, and being raised himself from the dead. I'll say it again. Jesus, the divine son of God, is the biggest blessing and the biggest divine disruption the world has ever seen. (laughs) Now when our Bible study kicks off on Thursday, we will be learning lessons from the book, Divine Disruption by Tony Evans and his four children. In less than two years, the Evans family lost eight loved ones, including Tony Evans' own father and the matriarch of the Evans family, Dr. Lois Evans, the wife of Tony Evans and the mother of his four children. This experience, losing not one, not two, but eight people within their family, shocked the family's faith, tested their relationships, and strengthen their understanding of God's will. And describing these two years, Dr. Evans said when God allows a divine disruption, it is time for a divine reset. When God allows a divine disruption, there is time for a divine reset. The divine disruption of Jesus provides us with a divine reset from the darkness of sin to a life of divine light that we can all live in if we reset our lives from the destruction of sin to following Jesus. So this Advent is a time where we celebrate and get ready for the divine disruption. And so in the, in the, in the teachings that I will do During Advent, I will talk about the disruptions that are occurring because we're in this Advent season. Getting ready for the biggest disruption of all, Jesus Christ. Now today's scripture gives us an opportunity to experience and explore a divine disruption. And also a divine reset. Now first, let's talk about the divine disruption. Here is Zacharias, he's a priest, and he's up in years. But he's still performing his priestly duties. And the priests were chosen by lot, were chosen randomly to go into the temple to do their work. Zacharias goes into the temple. A large crowd is outside praying. He's in the temple. He is adorning the temple with incense. He and his wife, Elizabeth, have been married for a while, but they have no children. And as we know, in this society, in these societies, having children was a big deal. You needed to have heirs. You needed to have people to pass stuff down to. And you needed folks to work for you, too. And children provided all of those things. And also protection once the matriarch of the family died. The oldest son would take care of the wife. So children were very important, but they didn't have any. They had prayed to God, asking God to give them children, but none came. So here he is, Zechariah's minding his own business, doing his incense in the temple. And all of a sudden, what happens? The angel Gabriel comes. And it's really interesting. Every time you see an angel show up in the Bible, what well, the, the people who, the mortals who see the angel, they are afraid and the angel has to say, fear not. So the angel said, fear not, because your prayers have been answered. Your wife, Elizabeth, is pregnant. What? Your wife, Elizabeth, is pregnant. What? And he's going to have kids. Well, she's going to have a kid. You're going to have a kid, and this is no ordinary kid. This is no ordinary kid. Look at the language in which he talks about the kid. He says, "Don't be afraid, Zechariah. Elizabeth has heard. God has heard your prayer. Your wife Elizabeth will give you a son, and you're to name him John. You will have great joy and gladness." And many will resource in his birth, for he will be great in the eyes of the Lord. Uh No ordinary kid. Zachariah hears this. And I don't want to give him a bad rap, because I probably will be the same way. Wait a minute. (laughs) This happened to me and Elizabeth? How can this be? I'm old, and my wife is also well along in years. And then the angel says, "What? I'm Gabriel, mm-hmm. And I stand in the very presence of God, and it was he who sent me to bring you this new good news. But you know what? Since you don't believe it, <laughs> since you don't think it's going to happen, you question it. So guess what I'm going to do? Boop. Not a peep out of you until the baby is born. Actually, it says until the time is right for it to happen. Mm -hmm. Now, imagine this. A priest, a preacher, Mm -hmm. unable to speak. (laughs) All right, Brother before you go into applause. (laughs) (laughs) He's unable to speak. He can't communicate. with the chief tool that we've been given to communicate with, our forces. But Zachariah shows us hope. Because he shows us a way of reset. Because remember, for every divine disruption, there is a divine reset. And the divine reset happens in three ways. And this divine reset is not only a divine reset for Zachariah, but it's a divine reset for all of us. The first thing is to do this, to know and understand what the divine disruption is all about. To know and understand what the divine disruption is all about. Look at verse 19. Then the angel said, I am Gabriel. I stand in the very presence of God. It was he who sent me to bring you this good news. What's the divine disruption all about? we get ready to have a baby, and this baby was sent from God. You know, we had a divine disruption, I believe, in the 2020 election, when Donald Trump lost. Now, what did he do with that divine disruption? What did he do with that reset? He didn't understand what happened to him. He went down some rabbit holes, did he not? And the rabbit holes was the election was stolen. It was all a hoax. They cheated me. This and that and this and that and this and that. And he didn't understand and still perhaps not understand what the divine disruption is all about. So we sent another message to him in the midterms. Most of his candidates, he backed. Had this whole conspiracy theory. What happened to them? They lost, Lost. Mm -hmm. including one that's going to be losing. (laughs) Okay, so you got to understand what the divine disruption is all about, don't go down the rabbit hole. Secondly. Don't let the divine disruption stop you from serving the Lord. Don't let the divine disruption stop you from serving the Lord. Zechariah continued to serve in the temple, even though he couldn't speak. Look at verse 21. Outside, the people were still waiting for Zechariah and were surprised that he was staying so long in the temple. He was still serving. In verse 22, when Zechariah came out, He could not speak to them, and they knew he had seen the vision in the temple. He could only make signs to them and remain unable to speak. Verse 23, when his time of service at the temple was finished, he went home. Now, I don't know about you. but I couldn't speak, I'm going home. I'm good. I can't talk today, so I guess I'm going to go watch football. Brother Brown will preach. (laughs) But he kept serving. So when the divine disruption occurs in your life, you got to keep serving the Lord. Yes, 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 yes. During our Bible study, we'll find that the Evans family did not let the disruption of death stop their service to the Lord. We cannot let the the disruption that is divine in nature but may not be soothing to us at that particular time. We cannot let that disruption stop us from serving the Lord. Now finally, we need to praise the Lord during the disruption. We need to praise the Lord after the disruption. And we need to praise the Lord during the reset. Now, not included in your verses that I handed to you today, but you know the story. When baby John was born, Zachariah still couldn't speak. And they were wondering what they're going to name the baby. The wife Elizabeth said, we're going to name the baby John. But nobody in their family was ever named John. And so they turned to Zacharias who still couldn't speak. And they handed him a tablet and said, what are we going to name the baby? We're going to name it after you. And he put down what? John. And then he could speak. The appropriate time had come. And when he spoke, he said this. Let us praise the Lord the God of Israel. Because he has come to help his people and given them freedom. He's given us a powerful savior from the family of God's servant, David. Doing this disruption, doing this time that he couldn't speak, he was still communing with God. He was still talking to God, although he couldn't talk to God out loud like we can. He was still praising God. And the moment he got his voice back, he praised God for whom all blessings flow. Zachariah had a divine disruption. Zachariah had a divine reset as well. A reset where he took the time to understand the reason for disruption. So I urge you that in the days weeks ahead, In the years ahead, there will be disruptions in our lives. When that occurs, take some time to understand why it happened. Secondly, he had a reset where he continued to serve the Lord. We saw that. He stayed in the temple until his shift was over. Then he went home. And like me, we'll go home and watch football. Congratulations to the Bulldogs. I knew they were doing well. I was on a plane yesterday, and Sister Davis sent me a text about the same time the Bulldogs were playing. I said, oh, they must be doing okay, because she's texting. They were. Okay, so I'm I'm 11-0 or 12-0 as a pastor? 12-0. I'm 12-0, okay. All right. Don't lose the LSU now, okay? Amen. Um, A reset where, and this is the third point again, a reset where he praised the Lord before, during, and after this, the disruption. Jesus wants to bring a divine disruption to your life. Even if you are a committed Christian, Jesus wants to disturb and bring a disruption to you to bring you up to a higher level of faith. Because if we keep doing what we've been doing, what happens to our faith? It becomes stale. Jesus will put a disruption in our lives to bring us to a higher level of faith, even though we are faithful folks. That's the hope that Abraham brings. That those of us who are faithful, we can be brought to a higher level of faith. Those of us who have not seeing the Lord or those of us who are backslidden with the Lord, there's an opportunity for us to have a disruption and get back with the Lord. So it's with that hope that if you're either in those camps that you need to get with the Lord, or you've been with the Lord for a long time, but here's an opportunity for you to get to even a higher level of faith, I want you to pray with me. Father, we thank you for the divine disruption, which is your son, Jesus. Today, we want to experience the hope that your son brings, the hope which all of us will understand, a hope that will keep us working in your service, regardless of the situation, and a hope that will keep us praising you all, all the days of our lives. It is with that hope that your life has been disrupted. It is that hope that our lives can go forward. It is with that hope that our lives can be reset. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Let us all say Amen. Amen. So. If you prayed that prayer with me, either your life has been disrupted for higher service to the Lord, or your life has been disrupted for an opportunity to be saved. And now we have a chance here at the altar to express that. So in just a few moments, we'll open the doors of the church and in that opening doors of the church actually the church doors are always open I should say but there's an actual opportunity for you to do three things one you can come with that recommitment to Christ that recommitment that Lord I thank you for the disruption that you've given to my life and that I will serve you even more than I've served you before the second thing you can do is come for prayer We have just entered and finished a time of thanksgiving, but thanksgiving never stops. And there's no thanksgiving without prayer. There's no thanksgiving without faith. And thirdly, if you are coming because you want to be saved or to recommit your life to Christ because, as I've said many times, I have backslidden. And just like, the younger son and the parable of the two lost sons have come back to the Lord. So it's with those three things, you can come to our altar here in our sanctuary this morning. But if you're looking at us live right now on Facebook and YouTube, or that you may hear this later in a podcast, or you may hear this later uh, as a rebroadcast of some sort, how do you get from the Lord? Well, you can give us a call. You can give me a call my telephone number, or you can text me. It's 608-358-1309. That is 608-358-1309. Give me a call, and let's talk about you today. And now for our benediction, a covering of Christ's love for all of us until we meet again. May the hope of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ Be with you throughout all of your disruptions today, tomorrow, and forever. you have a terrific week.